Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, part two of our final NFL preview for the NFL season. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for watching. If you are on YouTube, uh, you can subscribe to the channel, like the video, always helps. Uh, leave a comment as well if you disagree with any or all of my predictions. Uh, also, you can get in touch with me on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. If you're listening, you can do all of those things as well, and you can uh, subscribe to the channel and leave a rating wherever you are that really does help things out as well so this is part two part one we did a little thing on the AFC now it's time for the NFC we're going to get into the NFC and we are going to get into our playoff uh preview fully today we did our AFC picks Kansas City is the one moving on NFC picks now it is time let's see where we go in the National Football Conference as part two of our NFL preview starts now Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Alright, let's start things off in the NFC East, and we once again work our way from the bottom and all the way to the top. And we will begin that with the Washington Commanders. Hope springs eternal in Washington. Sam Howell has been good in the, uh, the, the preseason. Their dog shit owner is now just a dog shit person and no longer an owner of the, the NFL team. So hope springs eternal. I'm going under six and a half. Still not a good football team in a really, really difficult division, the most difficult division in the NFC. Like, it, it's just, it's not great. Like, Sam Howell, I'm not buying it. I like Antonio Gibson. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Jahan Dodson. Don't like the offensive line. Like a couple pieces on the defense, but not enough pieces on the defense, and I don't think their coach is very good. So, I am going under six and a half on Washington, but they absolutely could be one of the surprise teams this year. One of the surprise teams from last year, the New York Giants. Um, I am going a slight over on the Giants. Not enough to click, but I'm going the Giants over at uh, seven and a half. I was proven wrong on Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball last year, but this still isn't a team that has surrounded Daniel Jones with enough on offense, or um, I, I don't think enough quite yet on defense, although, no, that defense is pretty good. That's that's underselling it. I just don't think there's enough to keep pace with all of the good in this conference, and so I, I do think they take a bit of a step, but I also think they missed the playoffs this year, uh, so that's where I am at on the New York Giants. And then there is the Dallas Cowboys. I have them at over nine and a half. I have concerns about this Dallas Cowboys team, mainly that Mike McCarthy has a bit more control. I think we're banking too much on best case scenario with Tony Pollard, but there's obviously a lot of talent on this team. Uh, they have the best defensive player in the league in Micah Parsons. I still believe in Dak Prescott a little bit. I, I think that the interception total was kind of worst case scenario for him a season ago. So I, I think that this is a Dallas Cowboys team that's going to be good, but it's just what will happen when they get into big moments in the, the postseason. We'll talk about that in a second. All of this means number one is still the Philadelphia Eagles. This is, I think, one of the most talented teams in the NFL and thus in the NFC. So I, I think that the Eagles come away here with a another division crown, even if Jalen Hurts takes a bit of a step back, which I don't think he will, by the way. I, I think Hurts actually takes a step forward because this was a team that just didn't have to do anything in the second half of a lot of these games. Like, yes, they... 
maybe the, the competition is difficult, but they beat the shit out of basically everybody last year. And that, that was a problem, honestly, with Jalen Hurts and fantasy was that they kind of just mailed it in in the second half of these games. So I think they will be challenged a little bit more, but I think they will be up to that challenge. I think they upgraded the defense in the draft. And so I, I think that this is an Eagles team that actually got better coming out of their Super Bowl loss a year ago. Moving on now to the NFC North. In last place, the Minnesota Vikings. I do think the hate's gone a little too far on the Vikings, but I am going under eight and a half, um, which could just be eight and nine. But I, I am going under uh, eight and a half on the, the Vikings. They we, we all know it. They, they were incredibly lucky in one-score games a season ago. I think Kirk Cousins is pretty well done. I like the addition of Jordan Addison. I think going from Dalvin Cook to Alexander Madison is actually a drop-off, and I don't necessarily trust this defense. So I, I think they are under, but I'm not absolutely hammering that one at all. I am going under on the Detroit Lions at nine and a half, and I am going at plus 140 for this team to, to miss the playoffs. They can't defend. We seem to have forgotten that. It was so much fun last year, though, the finish they had to the season and all of that. This team can't defend worth a lick, and that's a major problem for them, in my opinion, anyway. Um, th this is a team that is banking on Jared Goff to outscore everyone. I don't think they improved the defensive side of the ball enough. And quite frankly, I think they got a touch worse in this offseason going from DeAndre Swift to Jameer Gibbs. I think Gibbs will be fine, but maybe he won't be. Um, so I, I, I just, I have major concerns about this Detroit Lions team. Um, to, to really take that step that everyone is, is thinking they are going to. So I have the Lions to miss at plus one. 40. Um, which means in second, I have Chicago. I'm actually buying what the, the Bears are selling. I, I think that there are enough pieces on the defensive side of the ball to to kind of keep them in games, and I think they take a huge step this year offensively. We all know from the fantasy football previews, I like Khalil Herbert a lot. DJ Moore is a real number one receiver. Behind him, uh, you put Darnell Mooney at two, and you put Chase Claypool at three. With Cole Komet as your tight end, it's a pretty good group. Um, offensive line, could there be some concerns? Sure, but Justin Fields is mobile enough to get away from those. So I think that this is a Bears team that takes a step this year and not the Detroit Lions. So I have the Bears at over 7.5, which means I have the Green Bay Packers winning this division one more time. Look, the Packers came close to winning this division last year with below league average quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers was in the bottom third of the league when it came to EPA per dropback, which is... Um, basically just, it, you know how weight of runs created is a, a stat in baseball? It's basically that same thing. Like, how much did you add to your team's points expectation on each play? And he didn't, quite frankly. So I think that this is a, a team that still gets, like, average to slightly below average quarterback play, as my dog snores in the background. Um, You're okay? Oh, yeah. She's chasing something in her dreams. Um, but I, I think this is a team that takes a, um, that still gets average to below average quarterback play, but Christian Watson takes a step forward. Romeo Dobbs takes a step forward. Um, I still like the two-headed backfield of um, Aaron Jones and of A.J. Dillon. I still think they have a very good coach. So I think they have a pretty good team. And so I think the Green Bay Packers continue on as the heads of this division and win this division. And I like it at plus three. 50 and the over at seven and a half, which moves us to the NFC South in last place in this division, Carolina. Once again, believe bad teams. What part of this team makes you think that they are going to take any kind of steps? Seven and a half, eight and eight and nine. Really? 
with a rookie quarterback who'll be fine, an offensive line that can't block, they have nothing around him for skill positions, aside from Miles Sanders, who's probably a little bit overrated from his time with Philadelphia. Defensively, this is a fine team. Coaching staff, not good. Um, so I, I just think that this is asking so much from a rookie quarterback in year one. I think they take a bit of a, a another step back. I think maybe next year is the year. Boy, if they could get a top three pick um, and get Marvin Harrison Jr., that would really set help set the, this team up a little bit. Although they need offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. So uh, another one that went out and got the quarterback first and now has realized that they don't really have the foundation around him. So that is that. Um, at... Third in this division, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I like so many pieces on this Falcons team, and I want to like them more. It's just Desmond Ritter, I think, is bad. Um, there's accuracy issues. There are some talented players on this team, but that doesn't matter if he's throwing the ball behind them. Um, they needed help on defense. They didn't draft it. Instead, they drafted a running back on the team that was number one in rushing the football last year. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. There were ways that they could have improved this team, and they just didn't, and I just... Oh, it's so frustrating because they're a quarterback away from being, I think, the clear-cut favorite in this division. Um, at two, this is going to surprise some people. I have New Orleans. I don't, like, I get Derek Carr is yoked. I think he's done. Um, I, I think last year was an emotional toll on him. I think Dennis Allen is kind of a bad coach. Um, they have Chris Olave, but then after that, like, Michael Thomas is cooked. We'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara, but he's out the first three weeks of the season. This defense will probably be pretty good, because Dennis, uh, Dennis Allen can coach up some defenses. So that's why I, I do, spoiler alert, I do have this as a playoff team, but I, I just don't think that, um... Well, now looking at it, I mean, I do have them under nine and a half. So having them as a playoff team might be a bit of a stretch. So you know what? I don't have them as a playoff team, um... That defense is going to be good, but I think Derek Carr is kind of done. So I am going to go under nine and a half, which means the biggest upset call that we have this year is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the NFC South. I have them at over six and a half and plus 800 to win this division. All of the talk. And look, you're going to have to follow me for a second because this is involving defending Baker Mayfield. But all the talk last year was how Geno Smith was going to bring down everything in, in Seattle. Um, maybe they'll even go with Drew Locke. Oh, they're going with Geno Smith. Wow, they're really trying to tank, hey? Playoff team. There are a ton of weapons around Baker Mayfield, who, albeit not a very good Raider defense, but came out and surprised some people. I think Baker, knowing this is his last shot, can be good enough to get this team into a playoff game while they're lose by 40. I, I think regular season in this this division, Baker with Evans and Godwin and White on the offensive side of the ball is going to be good enough to win this division. Defensively, they're fine. But I, I think Baker Makefield has one last hurrah in him and takes this team to the promised land. And if not, whatever, it's one division. Uh, but no, I, I think that the, the value of over six and a half in this division, you already got two against Carolina. Even if you split one and one against New Orleans and, and with Atlanta, there we go. I got four wins. I only need three more the rest of the way to hit the over on this. Sure. And you could win this division at eight and nine, quite frankly. So I, I like the value on both of these calls to get Tampa Bay as your division winner and as a team that goes over their win total at six and a half. Moving into the NFC West, we will start at the bottom, Arizona. Quite frankly, if this win total was at zero and a half, I would take the under. Uh, this is clearly the worst football team in the league. They can't defend. Um, they have a dreadful coach. That's not true. They just have a coach who's really awkward in giving motivational speeches that the web team then puts out online. 
Their quarterback situation is awful. I don't think Kyler Murray plays a snap for them this year. And there's nothing around them. Like, this is just an unmitigated disaster in Arizona. They're going to be real bad. Speaking of which, the LA Rams. Um, always good when you're, the wife of your quarterback says, yeah, my husband, Matthew Stafford, just isn't really gelling with all of the young players on this team. This feels like it's going to be a down year. Cooper Cup, it is sounding real bad about what's happening with Cooper Cup's hamstring. Um, Cam Akers could have a big year, but I, I think that the decline continues as they continue to um, pay back what is owed to them, I, I guess. Um, pay back what they owe, I guess, for their Super Bowl wins. Seattle, at over eight and a half, I have them um, going with the, that win total. Again, th this team built that foundation in the draft. Geno Smith, will he take a step back? Maybe. But they add Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, they add Charbonneau in, in that backfield. So I, I like the skill position players. Pete Carroll is just a wizard. And defensively, this team will be sound. So I, I think Seattle going over eight and a half, I feel comfortable with that. And again, you're getting at least four wins from your division. At number one in San Francisco, this shouldn't surprise you. They are, I think, maybe the most talent-rich team in the NFL, except for at the quarterback position. But even if Brock Purdy isn't it I think Sam Darnold could be in this offense um and I like Sam Darnold is absolutely one of the guys who I just can't quit but I, I just can't quit him but the rest of this team is so fucking good offensively with Debo with Christian McCaffrey with Brandon Ayuk with, with George Kittle with Elijah Mitchell as well and Kyle Shanahan leading the way defensively they get Bosa figured out um there's just so many pieces on this team that are so much better than anyone they're going to be facing this season so San Francisco is a clear over for me at 11. Um, they do finish as the two seed in my projections for the NFC projections. I'm picking them. There's not a whole lot of statistical analysis goes into it. But um, San Francisco is my two seed, which means Philadelphia is the one. The uh, other two seeds by division winner. So it is Green Bay in the three, Tampa Bay in the four. Uh, the wild cards, the number one wild card would be Dallas. So they would play Tampa Bay. Um... Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, then it is Seattle. I have them against Green Bay. And then it would be the Chicago Bears getting into the playoffs. They would take on San Francisco. The 49ers would win that game by 100 to move on. I have uh, Seattle beating Green Bay again, probably by a lot, and I have Dallas beating Tampa Bay. This is one, in both conferences, I, I like I have some really good wildcard teams this year, so I think there are going to be some road wins for those teams in the wildcard round. In the divisional round, that sets up as Philadelphia against Seattle. It's a pretty easy win for the Eagles, and it sets up as San Francisco against Dallas. This is where I do think Mike McCarthy ends up hurting this team a little bit, and San Francisco moves on. So once again, it is San Francisco against Philadelphia, and once again, it is the Philadelphia Eagles advancing. So we have a rematch from the Super Bowl, uh, where it is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And this time, it goes the way of Jason Kelsey. I think the Philadelphia Eagles take this one. I think they made enough improvements on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and that game, quite frankly, against Kansas City last year was a coin toss. I I just think this team takes another step this year. And when you lose the Super Bowl, there is only one more step for you to take. And that means the Philadelphia Eagles will be your 2024 Super Bowl champions. Now, am I willing to put my money where my mouth is? Let's find out in today's ticket. All right, time for today's ticket. Uh, these are going to be all of the picks that I click. And again, for those of you watching today, um, at, when this comes out, the, or listening when this comes out, um, the Kansas City Chiefs minus four and a half and the over 53 and a half on the Thursday nighter that opens up the regular season. But picks that I click in the NFC, not quite as many. 
Um, Green Bay over seven and a half and plus 350 to win the division. Like I said before, they came close last year and Aaron Rodgers was bad. So if Jordan Love is just bad, this team should be competitive in this division. Um, Detroit under nine and a half and plus 140 to miss the playoffs. I am not buying the hype on the Lions. I am certainly not buying in on Carolina. I am under seven and a half on the Carolina Panthers and I am in on Tampa Bay. We are going over six and a half and plus 800 on the Buccaneers to win this division. We are going with the Arizona Cardinals under three and a half. They're just going to be putrid this year and we are going over eight and a half on Seattle. That is the pick that we are clicking there. So uh, one more Super Bowl pick. I'm rocking the cameras here. I am going to lock it in on Jalen Hurts at plus 800, or sorry, uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles at plus 800 to win the Super Bowl. And I'm going at plus 1200 on Justin Herbert to win the MVP. Slight edge over Jalen Hurts. I think they both have really good seasons, but I think the voters give it to Herbert for doing it in the more difficult conference. So that is the show. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening. If you're listening on podcasts, thank you all so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit subscribe, like this video, all of that stuff really, really helps. Tomorrow on the show, it's a Fights and Football Friday. So we get into UFC 293, Israel Adesanya defending the UFC middleweight championship of the world. I'll have some AEW thoughts as well as they just wrapped up two pay-per-views in two weeks. And then it is a pick per game or a play per game. I forget what we're calling it, but um, going through every NFL game and giving at least one wager to, to look at, plus some fantasy analysis on each and every game on the NFL schedule. Plus some CFL talk as well. We haven't got into a lot of CFL while we've been doing the, the NFL previewing, but we'll be getting into CFL power rankings and whatnot for all of that. So thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all so much for listening. You can get in touch with me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much. And I will talk to you all later.